Chapter 22 of Birds and Their Nests. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Betty B. Birds and Their Nests by Mary Howitt. The Nuthatch. This bird is almost an entire stranger to most people. It belongs to the rather large family of creepers, birds which, like the woodpecker and the little golden-crested wren, run up the holes and branches of trees in search of food. The nuthatch, however, has an advantage over all its other creeping relatives, by being gifted with the power of coming down the tree head foremost, which none of them have. It can also sleep with its head downwards, neither in its rapid ascent has it occasion to press its tail against the tree for help so that it is the most accomplished little acrobat of the whole race of creepers. The nuthatch cannot be called a rare bird, and yet it is not often seen, being of a shy and retiring disposition, though naturally lively and active. The plumage is very pleasing in color. The upper parts of the body are bluish-gray. A black line passes from the corners of the mouth to the back of the neck. The breast and underparts light reddish-yellow, and the sides reddish-brown. It delights in woods and trees, nor need it be looked for elsewhere, as it derives its food entirely amongst them, either of insects and larvae, hidden in the bark, or of fruits and nuts, as kernels of fir cones, beech, and other nuts, the shells of which it breaks in a very ingenious manner, as I shall presently describe. Now and then it alights on the ground, and then advances by short leaps, it has no song, but in winter, when living in small companies, perhaps the whole summer family associating together, it has a little piping note, which, however, is supposed to be simply the call to each other. It is said to be sensitive to the cold and always feeds on the side of the wood or of the tree which is defended from the wind. In spring, however, when all nature is renovated with a quicker pulse of life, for, as Tennyson says, in the spring a fuller crimson comes upon the robin's breast. In the spring the wanton lapwing gets himself another crest. In the spring a livelier iris changes on the burnished dove. Then also the silent nuthatch sends forth through the awakening solitude of the woods his two little notes, one short and twittering, the other a low, mellow, flute-like whistle, which is so clear that it may be heard to a considerable distance. The graphic author of The British Bird says, It is at all times a busy and cheerful bird, particularly at nesting time. Its favorite food is nuts of any kind. It builds and roosts in hollow trees and is seldom seen in the open fields, unless when in quest of the stones of the white thorn or sloe. It may therefore be properly called a forester. Its dexterity in opening nuts and the stones of fruit is curious. It fixes the nut in a crack on the top of a post or in the bark of a tree, and placing itself above it, head downwards, striking with great force and rapidity with its strong, wedge-shaped bill on the edge of the shell, splits it open. When their food is plentiful, they have a favorite crack for unshelling the kernels, as sometimes a peck of broken shells may be seen under this crack. The Reverend W. T. Bree tells us that the tapping of the bird on the hard shell may be heard at a considerable distance. 
and that during the operation it sometimes happens that the nut swerves from its fixture and falls toward the ground it has not descended however for the space of more than a few yards when the nut hatch with admirable adroitness recovers it in the fall and replacing it in its former position commences the attack afresh the fall of the nut in the air and the recovery by the bird on the wing i have seen repeated several times in the space of a few minutes this is a little act of skill in the bird which it would be charming to observe and here again i would remark as i have often so done before that this is but a single instance of what many of us living in the country might witness in some woodland nook near at hand if we would only be lovingly still and patient and interest ourselves in the ways and means of the innocent animal life around us the nest of the bird also deserves our notice and let me here call your attention to the beautiful and living little portrait of the bird at home given us by mr harrison weir than which we have nothing more truthful from his pencil the home of the nuthatch is nothing more to begin with than the hole in an old tree which probably has been deserted by the woodpecker as however the woodpecker either requires a more enlarged entrance to her nursery or considers it more seemly the nuthatch who merely likes a snug little hole to creep in at and nothing more walls up the opening with a plastering of clay or mud leaving only just room enough for herself to enter perhaps she may be afraid of the old tenants returning and again taking possession so builds up a little defense in front but of that i cannot say certain it is she makes herself comfortably at home in rather an untidy nest composed mostly of dead oak leaves and here she lays six or seven white eggs with ruddy spots on them if the plaster wall be by any chance removed the poor bird loses not a moment in replacing it and though she has apparently great dread of any enemy the woodpecker snake man or whatever else he may be disturbing her yet so faithfully devoted is she to her duties that scarcely anything will induce her to leave the eggs or young she fights vigorously in defense of her home and its treasures striking out with her bill and wings and making a hissy angry noise nay timid and shy as she naturally is she will suffer herself to be carried off captive rather than desert her charge let me conclude with one of beckstein's anecdotes of the nuthatch a lady amused herself in the winter by throwing seeds on the terrace below the window to feed the birds in the neighborhood she put some hemp seed and cracked nuts even on the window sill and on a board for her particular favorites the blue tits two nuthatches came one day to have their share of the repast and were so well pleased that they became quite familiar and did not even go away in the following spring to get their natural food and to build their nest in the wood they settled themselves in the hollow of an old tree near the house as soon as the two young ones which were reared here were ready to fly they brought them to the hospitable window where they were to be nourished and soon after disappeared entirely it was amusing to see these two new visitors hang or climb on the walls or blinds whilst their benefactors put their food on the board these pretty creatures as well as the tits knew her so well that when she drove away the sparrows which came to steal what was not intended for them they did not fly away also but seemed to know what was done was only to protect 
and defend them. They remain near the house for the whole summer, rarely wandering, till one fatal day at the beginning of the sporting season, in autumn, on hearing the report of a gun, they disappeared and were never seen again. End of chapter 22 End of Birds and Their Nests by Mary Howitt